Do these letters make Albert Fish one of the most profound, twisted, and prolific serial cannibalists ever? These letters were his depraved and vile recounts of his victims in order to taunt the grieving. I'm going to say this warning. These letters are pure evil, perverted, savagely violent, and absolutely vile. One letter sent to Grace Bud's mother reads as this. My dear Miss Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco for Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl should or would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of a body and sold as veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, one eleven, took them to his home. I'm not going to read the rest of that part, um, but he did some bad things and then tied him in a closet. Then burned everything they had on several times every day and night. I'm not going to say what he did, but he did something very bad to them. Uh, and then he, he tortured them in order to make their meat good and tender. That's basically the gist of it. First, he he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had a, a very big asset and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones, and the insides. He was roasted in the oven. Uh, he said some other very brutal things. Uh, and then he was basically cooked like a chicken. That's literally it. The little boy was next, um, and then he went the same way. At that time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street near Right Side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat. Grace, I'm not going to say that either. And then he made up his, he basically made up his mind that he wanted to eat Grace. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester. I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. <laughs> She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs, and I'm not going to read the rest of that because he did very gross things when he went upstairs. Um, but he, yeah, he took all, he he went upstairs to do something. 
When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me, um, bear, he was bear, uh, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. Uh, then I grabbed her and said that, um, and she said that she would tell her mama. Then he did something bad to her and then she kicked him, she bit him and scratched him. He uh, choked her to death and then he cut her in small pieces so that he could take his meat to his rooms, cook and eat it, and then he said something very bad about her after that. And then he said it took her nine days to eat her entire body. And then he said something really bad after that. I don't want to say what he, what it was because it's it's very disturbing, and very gross. But you could also, if if you would like, you could also look these up online as well. This is the confession letter that he sent after he had already killed and eaten her. This letter is also what ultimately led to his arrest. But it was the Billy Gaffney case that most likely had the world reckon him as the Brooklyn vampire. The article I retrieved this letter from stated this, when you read this, please say a prayer for the deceased little Billy Gaffney. Here's a transcript of the letter that Albert Fish sent to his attorney. The letter reads as this. I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There is a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there. Uh, I'm not going to read what he did, but he basically um, exposed him and tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of a dirty rag I picked out from the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. Next day, around 2 p.m., I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails, homemade, short handle, cut off, cut one of my belts in half, slit these half into six strips about eight inches long. I, um, I whipped him uh, till the blood ran from his legs. And then he cut off um, some of his body parts, body parts, and then um, gouged his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck a knife into him, and then he um, held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. I had a grip with me. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below his belly button. Then through his legs about two inches um, below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I Then he, then he decapitated him and uh, cut off his feet, arms, hands, and his legs below his knee. This I put in sacks weighed with stones, tied the ends and threw them into pools of slimy water you will see all along the road going to North Beach. Water is three to four feet deep. They sank at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I uh, liked best. His, 
he said something very inappropriate there. Um, but he basically said that um, certain parts of uh, the boy's body were the most nicest to roast. And then they were also nice to eat. And then he made stew out of his ears, nose, and pieces of his face and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt, and pepper. It was good. Then I split the cheeks of him open, cut off his, he cut off something. Uh, it's very inappropriate. He put strips of bacon on, on each of his body parts, and then he put it in the oven. Then I picked four onions, and when the meat had roasted about one and um, one-fourth of an hour, I poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put in the onions. At frequent intervals, I basted him with a wooden spoon so, the, his, so that he would be nice and juicy. In about two hours, it was nice and browned, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as he did. I ate every bit of him in about four days. Uh, and then he says something very gross at the end, and then he threw some of his body parts inside the toilet. That was that was very hard for me to read. Um, so I apologize if it's a bit choppy, my reading. I was trying to summarize some of what he was saying here. And so it's it's absolutely vile. Do you know how corrupted and distorted you have to be to do such a thing and then write about it to send to the victim's family and loved ones? It is beyond sickening. This is a man who would eat raw meat in 1898 after his mother arranged a marriage for him. This is Albert Fish. After his mother arranged a marriage for Albert and then his wife left him after 19 years because he wanted to be with another man because she wanted to be with another man. And then after she left him for the other man, he became triggered by the rejection and the, betray and the brutal betrayal. So he began creating self-inflicted wounds upon his body and he developed a taste for raw, bloody meat, which ultimately led him to cannibalism because he wanted to feed his desires and thirst for blood and gore. This is where he um, would take his victim's ears and make stew out of them with carrots, onions, turnips. He legit was the real-life Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter was a forensic psychiatrist, and I believe that he was also a surgeon, a very well-respected surgeon. But then he fell from grace when he stalked and killed a butcher with a samurai sword, cut out his cheeks, and then ate his cheeks. But this was cannibalism by choice. Before this, he only ate the Nazis that killed and ate his sister while they were starving during World War II. I recommend anyone listening that you watch or read um, Red Dragon, Hannibal, The Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Rising, and The Hannibal Lecture, Omnibus, as well as Maneater, Manhunter, sorry. I have seen, um, I think I've seen those movies, but I have not read the books because I have the intention span of a peanut. So reading books is not really my thing. And so that was that. And I apologize for it being so choppy. It's just, it very, it really wasn't appropriate. But those um, letters from Albert Fish, they are online if you wanted to read those. And so now we're at the end of this podcast episode. Thank you for listening. Before I end, I must say a quote. Do not take this quote seriously. I just found this one to be um, 
not really comical, but very interesting. Whenever feasible, one should always try to eat the rude. Hannibal Lecter. Adios.